Welcome to the More of God podcast. The goal of this podcast is to feature people's testimonies about the more of God. And a lot of these stories include how the Holy Spirit continues to work in our lives today. And I believe the personal testimony is so powerful because anything which we've wrestled with and overcome then becomes an area which we can speak with great authority. And my intention is always to highlight the stories of different guests that come each week. But for this week in particular, I'm going to share my own testimony as the topic of the baptism with the Holy Spirit is an area which I wrestled with for such a long time and a topic which I am now passionate to share about because of the truths that he's revealed to me in my journey. The baptism with the Holy Spirit is something the early church was forthright about, but somehow it's become almost taboo to talk about in a lot of church circles. And I personally believe it's because of confusion about the topic or negative experiences people have had with other people who maybe were confused about the topic. And that's led to feelings of division or condemnation or fear or shame in this area. But the baptism with the Holy Spirit is nothing but good. It's a good, free gift from the Father to help empower any believer who wants it. So if you have any negative feelings about this topic, any fear or any condemnation or any um, anger or offense about this topic, go to God, ask him, where do these feelings come from? And let him speak truth to you about it. A few years ago, my pastor did a Sunday sermon series on the baptism with the Holy Spirit, and it sliced through the taboo, and it brought needed light into this topic. Each week, he asked people to share their testimonies, and what I'm about to play is the testimony that I shared this day. I'll also be posting common questions that I hear from people in regards to this topic on the blog throughout the month. If you've got any questions that I haven't addressed, feel free to shoot me an email, and I'll make sure that I answer sometime during the month. Thanks. I just wanted to start by asking who here has ever heard of the Susan Lucci curse? Anybody heard of that? So Susan Lucci was a soap opera star. She was uh, Erica Kane on All My Children for 40 years, and she was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award 19 times. And year after year after year after year after year, she lost the award. And the cameras would zoom up on her face and you would see her like, oh, that's so great, someone else won, that's awesome. And so they created this concept called the Susan Lucci curse to describe why she never seemed to win. And I'm telling you this because the spirit baptism was something that some people, it's just easy for them to believe and to receive it. For me, it was difficult. And I spent many years of my life feeling like I was the Susan Lucci of the baptism in the Holy Spirit world. (laughs) I got saved at a church when I was 27. And it was a church that didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. But I had this concept on scripture of what the Trinity was like. I had God the Father, who was the Godfather, the mean one. I had Jesus, who was the nice one. And I had the Holy Spirit, who was the weird one, who made people do embarrassing things in very public places. And I did not, I did not want any part of that. But over time, he started just to woo me, is what I call it. And he started to make me know that there was something more than my current church experience. And so... I didn't know what this was, but I definitely didn't want to do anything embarrassing in my own church. So I went all over the Southeast looking for this more. And I would go to conferences and workshops and and worship nights everywhere looking for this more. And people always would mention the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And so I was still kind of freaked out by that, especially when they would mention tongues. I was like, that is really weird. I do not want to do that. And so I started researching it on my own. And I looked at every verse in the Bible that had to do with the Holy Spirit. Old Testament, New Testament, 
I read all the different verbs of how he came. Did he come upon? Did he fill people up? And I tried to figure this out for myself. And in the end, I came to the conclusion that it was a real thing and that at least 50% of me wanted it. So I decided to read a little more. I bought every book that exists on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I read all these testimonies of these great men of God who had been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Brian said last week, when you read a testimony, it really discharges that hunger in you. And it did. I just was fired up. I was dreaming about it. I was just ready to go. On the other hand, when I read these testimonies, instead of being inspired like, oh, God's going to do this in me too, I thought he's going to do this exactly the same way he did this in Charles Finney and in Smith Wigglesworth and in D.L. Moody. He's going to do it exactly the same. And so my expectations were like this, because if you've ever read those testimonies, I mean, the Holy Spirit body slammed them to the floor. They were in trances for days. This guy described an angel fanning him with joy with its wings. I mean, the things that they said were like so out here. And so my expectations were huge. And so I would go to these conferences and these worship nights and they would have altar calls and I was terrified, but I would go forward and they would pray for me. And I didn't feel angels' wings fanning me. I didn't feel electricity running through my body. And so my interpretation became, oh, that didn't happen. So I would go forward the next time, and oh, that didn't happen, and oh, that didn't happen, and oh, that didn't happen. And over time, Satan took that interpretation, and he perverted it even more, and he would say things to me like, wow, you really trusted God, and, and you did that, and then he just mortified you in front of everybody, and he just rejected you, and everyone saw, and you did the walk of shame back to your seat because he doesn't love you. And he left you there all by yourself. And that almost took me out, you guys. I have never been at a point in my life where I felt so hopeless. Because the God of the world loves everybody. And he was rejecting me. That's what I thought. And so I said, God, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I stopped asking him for it. And then I came to hope... And people were talking about it, and I was like, nope, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then the Spirit-filled living class started, and they started talking about it and praying for people, and they were receiving it. And I felt like Susan Lucci again. I was like, oh, great, I'm so glad that you got that. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I was dying inside because it was just one more memory that God had said no to me. And so I was so upset, and I went to Jesus, and I said, I don't understand and he said, April, is there ever a time someone would say, I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior, where I would say, ah, no, sorry, not time right now. And I laughed because the idea of that was so ridiculous that he would ever say such a thing. I, I literally laughed out loud when he said that to me. And he said, the baptism with the Holy Spirit is exactly the same as salvation. I never, ever say no. And I said, but God, I have like 50 experiences over here that say you do. And he said, well, you have one promise for me that I don't, so which one are you going to believe? And I felt like that guy in the Bible that's like, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And he did, and he sent me these little breadcrumbs on this path. <laughs> and there were little bits of revelation, and some of it was scripture and really godly people, and some of it was pop culture and songs and TV shows. But he showed me these little bits and in the very end, he put together this picture of what was true about him and who he was and how he felt about me and what was true about this experience. And then he said something to me, and it was, 
It sounds simple, but he said it, and it had such power. He said, I have always wanted this for you. And when he said it, it just boomed into me, and every cell of my body knew that he had always wanted it for me and that he had never said no to me. And I remember calling Pastor Brian and saying, he's always wanted it for me. (laughs) And he said, oh, thank you, Jesus, yes. (laughs) And I came to church that Sunday, and I sat in those chairs, and he prayed for me, and I received it. And it was so simple compared to what I had made it. And it was nothing like Charles Finney, and it was nothing like Smith Wigglesworth, but it was perfect for me because the Lord perfectly knows me and exactly what I needed (laughs) and I just wanted to say two things number one if you feel like you're under the Susan Lucci curse you come find me because I want to pray for you and the second thing I want to say is that I did not know I was going to be up here this week until earlier but a couple months ago God showed me a picture of me on stage and I was doing something and I thought oh well I'm so glad I never am on stage so I never have to do that (laughs) And then when he asked me, I was like, oh, God, okay. Um, but what he told me was, he said, a revelation of my love is the foundation for all other revelation that I bring. Amen. When you know the goodness and the grace and the love of God in your heart, it's like you have deep soil and every other thing he brings to you just comes and it lands and it has a place to go. But when you don't understand that love, when it's a head knowledge and it's not a heart knowledge... He brings other revelation, and some of it comes, and some of it sticks, and a lot of it just ricochets right off. And he showed me a picture of me standing on this stage, and he said, proclaim my love over them, because I'm going to take what's in their heads, and I'm going to move it into their hearts. So I just want to pray for you and do that. (laughs) So if you would close your eyes, I just want to pray. And Lord, I just thank you for the way that you love God. And I thank you that what Satan meant for harm, you turned around for good in my life. And that you used it to show me the way that you love me. And I know there's people in here that don't know that, God. And they think it in their head, but they don't know it in their heart. And you want to put it there, God. And so I do, God. I proclaim your love over the people in this room, Lord. You are so loved by God. Some of you have no idea, and all you have to do is say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, and he will show you. (laughs) You are loved by God. You are so loved by God. Thank you, God, in your name I pray, amen.